good morning once again and welcome to this morning session. My name is Juliet Mangeni, leading you this morning. And um, our topic is prayer, a way to peace. We'll take our reading from John chapter 14. The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The word of the Lord. I want to invite Mrs. Prosy to Mwesige, who is going to share with us the word of the Lord this morning. Prosy, please take over. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We glorify, Lord. We worship God. Lord, we worship you, you're faithful. We acknowledge you, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the worship. We praise your holy name. Father, you are Lord. You are everything that we all need. Your presence is heaven. Let us, O King of glory, everything that we breathe, O King of kings, it's only you we search for. King of glory, this morning, King of kings, we ask you to make us instruments of peace, O oh Lord. And whoever has logged on this morning, Lord, bring them to that attitude of calmness, of peace, O oh King of glory. Bring them to a place whereby only what they want to hear is from you, King of glory. Lord, I'm just a vessel that you've sent to pass out your word. Use me the way you want, Lord. Whatever is for me, delete it. Let me not open my mouth to anything that you don't want me to say. Use me as an instrument this morning, Lord. An instrument of peace, an instrument of joy, an instrument of righteousness. Lord, take over, take over. Take over this moment, oh Lord, the peace you left with us, will it take over this morning? The joy, will it take over this morning? Lord, as we're in this season of prayer and fasting, King of glory, let us not do it in vain. Let us not do it for show off, but let us that prayer bring us that place of peace that most of us search for. We thank you, Lord. We honor you. We glorify you, King of kings. You're worthy of our praise. Amen and amen. Uh, you're all welcome to today's morning devotion. As uh, my colleague has already said, my name is Proceed. Don't mind my voice. I am at peace with it. Uh, God will make sure that he uses this to speak. Um, some of you know me might think it's a different person, but I'm the one. Only the devil is trying to stop me, but I'm at peace, which gives me a testimony today morning. And our theme this month has been the prayer of righteous has great power. And I talk today, a prayer, a way to peace. And my sisters already read through the scripture. We are going to partake through morning. But before we dig into our scripture, uh, let us talk briefly about prayer. Most speakers we've been talking about prayer. But for those who've not been joining on this forum, you would like to know what is prayer? 
when we are talking about prayer, what exactly are we talking about? To me, prayer is oxygen of our spirit. Our survival depends upon it. We must always pray and will not lose heart because it is the only way we can connect to our God. When you look at Luke 18.1, says, that we have to pray and do not lose heart. Why do we need to pray and we do not lose heart? Why must we persist in this prayer? Why must we not give up, despite the fact that sometimes when we speak to our Father, when we communicate to our Father, He does not respond. That was the topic we discussed yesterday. Why doesn't He respond sometimes? Sometimes He is putting us on a waiting list. Sometimes He's saying, my daughter, be patient. It will be well with your soul. Sometimes He's saying, you're asking wrongly with the wrong motive. Sometimes He's saying, that is not in the plan. It is not what I have for you. Sometimes the delays does not mean that there are no good reasons. It does not mean that God will not answer us. But we have to persist in prayer as we grow in our character, in the faith and hope. And as we pray, we know that we have to be at peace. That's why they say prayer, a way to peace. Meaning, there is something of a connection between prayer and peace. Meaning, prayer is a tool that activates most capacities. Therefore, prayer as well activates peace. So they say prayer as a way of peace. That means in order to obtain that peace, there is somewhere you need to dig. There is a tool that moves that peace. And when we talk about peace, what is this peace we are talking about? Most people get confused when they are talking about peace because they are wondering, I'm, I'm having so many attacks from the enemy. I'm facing a lot of things. I don't have school fees. And here they are telling me, pray as the way of peace. But in order to be equipped for that enemy attack, for that attack from the enemy, the psalmist declared, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and I will cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He shall hear my voice. And when he hears your voice, you will be at peace. Nothing can drive us to the throne room. Nothing like trouble, nothing like when we've lost hope, nothing like when we are anxious. But our God does not want us only to come to the throne room of his grace when we have only problems. Yet he gave us peace. He left us with peace. But when you look at the scripture we've just read, that is John 14, 27. For those who've just logged on, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart be not troubled, neither let it be afraid. He's telling us, he gave us peace. He gave us peace. What does it mean? We are not asking for that peace because the Lord left us with that peace. That means if we are not asking for that peace, what is our part? 
That means there is a process of activating that peace, and which is prayer, which is prayer. He gave us that peace. So we need to activate that peace. And in activating that peace, we have to do it through prayer. And that is where it brings a choice. That means there is a choice to pick that, that peace or not. And through salvation and the knowledge of God and understanding who God is in order to get that peace. So when we choose to decide to have peace or not. And when he's saying, I live with you peace. Yes, he lives with us peace. I give you peace. Not the world gives. That means there is the peace that is given by the world. And there is peace that is given by the Lord. How did this scripture came about? Jesus saw his disciples. They were confused. They were unsettled. And that's when he promised them this peace. But by this, he did not mean that is a life free of trouble, but an inward calmness. That state where you've come to a calmness despite anything, despite the outward affliction, despite not having food to eat, despite your children being sick, despite people dying east, west, and north, despite you not having a job, despite you not having any relationship to talk to, there is that inward peace that the God gives, not the peace of the world. What is that peace of the world? That peace of the world is what we find in our property, in our relationships, in our bosses, in our spouses, in our rumamongering, on standing on the pulpit, on having that power, that far-fetched power, which is short-lived. But the peace that the Lord gives is internal and long-lasting. It is a peace you do not bribe to get. It is a peace that you do not need to do much only to have your relationship with God, to know who God is and surrender yourself totally to him, to be an instrument used by him and walk with him. But the peace the world gives is that one that is short-lived, that you're going to depend on your supervisor after having slept with him to get that promotion. The world peace, in that peace you're going to do a rumor monger to your bosses or to the reverends or the people next to you to get favor. The peace of the world is that peace where we find we thrive, we thrive on a parasitic relationship, a cohabiting kind of relationship that most Christians we do have. Yesterday, as I was thinking about this message, my friend was like, oh, there's something I wanted you to look to. It was a small version, which they came into church, and they were telling, deny Jesus. As everyone, they would point on you, they are like, are you denying Jesus? Everyone, the first one was yes, the next one. Then the lady went on. When the woman went on, he said, no, I will not deny the Lord. And the husband asked, you're not denying the Lord? You want to make me a widow? You want to leave the children orphans? You mean you want to leave me alone? And immediately the lady was like, I deny Jesus. Imagine that peace. He's getting his peace from the husband. He's looking at the husband. 
When they went to the reverend, to the pastor of the church, immediately he did not hesitate. He said, I deny Jesus. But lastly, then we looked at the gentleman, the pastor. At the end of the day, all he was looking at, that his gospel was prosperity gospel, was the gospel that is looking only for money. It was a gospel where he wanted to dupe people. So was that the peace of the world or the peace that God gives? Those are things I want us to ask ourselves. And only one gentleman in the whole church is the one who said, I will stay. I will wait for my father to die to Christ, to live. All he focused on was to make sure that he is in good books with his father and he wanted to go with his pastor. So what do we look at? What gives us peace? What do we focus on? In this world that has many things that confuse us, in this world that offers vanity, what peace do we get? Where do we drive our peace from? Whom do we look to for our peace? Peace is one of the attributes that is grossly lacking in this world. When you switch on the media, all you get is negative information. When you look at your friends, the best thing they think lying to you or telling you lies or giving you rumors or challenging you that they've seen Christ, facing the false prophets, the false teachers, is the only peace they have, knowing you remain in a relationship with them. What do we learn? If we as believers do not live to understand the peace of the Lord, how will those who are supposed to live with us know? If we don't learn how a believer is supposed to live, we are going to destroy ourselves. If we do not understand how believers are supposed to work with peace, we are going to die of depression. Our hospitals are full of people who've afflicted themselves with needless diseases. High blood pressure used to be a disease for old people. But now around us, even teenagers, you find they have headache, they have stroke, they have blood pressure. There are diseases, now it is depression. Have you known that half of that depression is caused by us? That headache is caused by us. This is one of the cardinal representation of the praises of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not about eat and drink, but it is in righteousness and peace. A righteous person is not going to start thinking how he's going to steal fuel in office, how he's going to slander the neighbor, how he's waiting for the neighbor to go and he trashes rubbish. You're in that state, in that state of anxiety. Peace is not just a state of quietness. No. Jesus says, come unto me. I will give you rest. It is not a state of not disturbance. Disturbances are there. Challenges are there. Lack is there. Affliction is there. But peace is a choice. Peace has nothing to do with what is happening around you. Peace has nothing to do with the external environment. Peace has nothing to do with whether you have money or not. Peace doesn't have to do with whether your children are going to school or not. Peace doesn't have to do whether you're married or not. Peace doesn't have 
to do if the congregation is bringing tithe or money or nothing. Peace doesn't have to do with which connections you have. Peace has nothing to do whether you have a job or not. Peace is internal. Jesus said that peace I leave you so that you're not confused. That peace, that means there is that type of peace that the Lord gives. There is that type of peace that which God gives when you receive it, when you have it, all insecurities are going to be dealt with. But as Christians, we consult sorcerers, we consult witches. Instead of being on our knees, we are looking for that worldly peace. When you ask someone, how are you? Ah, oh my God, that day is really bad. You know, I, I don't even have lunch. You know, my children haven't gone to school. You're announcing your problems to the whole world. Have you gone into prayer and announced your problems to the giver of peace, to the one who has the capability of helping you? Know that whoever asks you, how are you, is a must giving, I'm not okay. Um, my mother is sick. My father is sick. A person just gives you a bio data of what is going in their life. And you know what? The devil knows. The devil knows what affects people. And when we give the devil the ticket, the credit, that here we are, I'm worried because of school fees, he understands that we are carnally minded. The devil knows we are carnally minded. And he takes the advantage of the things around us to the point that we cannot enjoy that peace the Lord has left and given us. Of course, brethren, there are many things around us that can take away our peace. There are many, very many. You see people worried, depressed about things, what, what, what. But the question is, what do we choose? Do we choose the peace that God gives or we choose the peace of the world? Do you know, we've come to a point whereby we think only the dead enjoy peace. When a person passes on, the best word that usually comes of our mouth Rest in peace. So we've qualified. It is only the dead that have to have peace. For us who are living, we do not have to enjoy that peace. We've programmed ourselves. Programmed ourselves. Rest in peace. There is nothing like God to glory. There is nothing like as long as I'm living, as long as I'm always here, I will serve you. I don't care what people will say. I don't care if I have things. I don't care who I am. I don't care who is persecuting me. I don't care who is opposing me, but I will have the peace that God gives. 24-7, you find people crying and full of trouble. This is thick. This is thick. When someone greets him from morning and evening, every time is trouble. There is no single day, my brethren, my sisters and brothers, that is not accustomed by trouble. From the morning you are going to open the gate, the first person to annoy me will, will be your gate man or the border border will meet on the road. You will start quarreling from then. And in the end, you're even quarreling with the gate man. When will we get that peace that God has given unto us? When are we going to enjoy the peace that is not disturbed? Can we frustrate Satan for once? 
when we tell Satan all the time, I'm well, I'm fine, I'm with the peace that the Lord has given me, Satan gets frustrated. Nothing is an emergence enough to rob us of our peace, to rob us of our joy that God has given unto us. We have to know that the important things in life are our relationship with God, the presence of God in our lives. We are praying and fasting. Some of us wait that how wait in the evening. When I face my fast, I will show you. I will speak to you. In that fast, you're not even having peace because at that moment you're just thinking how you're going to show that person. At that moment, you're thinking of how the fast will end. You put on a requisition for extra money. At that point, you're waiting to start announcing how at night you've spent your day all thinking of demon, thinking of devils. Definitely, that's what you're going to dream. And you're waiting for the day when you're going to come here and disturb us, bringing different words that are not from God. There are things that you cannot buy with our money. We cannot buy peace. It is a gift of salvation that will take us an extra mile. When we frustrate Satan, we find a system that maintains your rest. When Satan sees nothing in time can affect the state of your rest, he will hate disturbing you. He will hate coming to your door. Any door that God does not open, it will not open. Any door that God opens will not close, but only if we surrender unto Jesus. Only if we surrender unto Jesus. Can we let the peace of the Lord rule our hearts? Can we give God that time? Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of God rule in your heart. God has categorized peace for us. The peace that he gives to man, the peace that he gives us is the one that gives us rest and brings happiness unto us but not the peace that the world gives. The peace that the world gives is bogus. I remember my friend came and told me when we want to lack peace, he told me, you know what, proceed. One thing for sure, there are things you have to stop doing. There are things, this was in, not in good faith, I may bring it as an example. And he was telling me to disconnect and do different things. That day I was like, no God, you're a God of peace. I'm going to take a three-day fast. And in this three-day fast, Lord, I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak to me. I was searching for peace as I was saying, God, speak to me. And God is very gracious and faithful. At 4 a.m. that I was supposed to start my fast, God brings to me Numbers 23, 10. And he says, you cannot breast, you cannot cast what I breast. You know that scripture between Balaam and Barak? And God was vividly speaking to me that follow me, follow me. I did not understand what he meant at that time. Then he gave me another song. He said, take the center stage and have your, you're just a vessel that I'm using. The whole Spirit ministered to me, you're a vessel that I'm ministering. When I thought I had gotten an answer, he gives me Psalms 27. Psalms 27. We all know Psalms 27. It is a very common scripture between all of us. Let me look for it in my Bible because I feel I'm led to read it. Psalms, just a minute. 23. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteous for his name's sake. Yes, this is the major part that took me. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For at with me, the Lord the staff they comfort me. He said, though you walk through the shadow of death, that means in that peace, if you have peace, you will walk through the shadow of death. He will be with you. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Anoint my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. On verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of my life. That means goodness and mercy shall follow. But meaning, if you stand, goodness and mercy will pass by you and continue. Meaning in the state when you do not have peace, you're quiet, you're not still, you're in east, west, south, goodness and mercy will continue moving, will pass by you, and will not be dwelling in the house of the Lord. I don't know, I can't demonstrate it, but when you're in that state of confusion, this psalm we usually proclaim that surely goodness and mercy shall follow. Goodness and mercy follows and continues moving when you're in the state of uncertainty, the state of Tibras, and you stand and remain, not the standstill that God mentions, it will pass by you. It will pass by you. Yes, we can be carrying many burdens. We have excess demands. We have oppression. We have persecution. We have weariness. There is sin. But God promises rest, which is love, which is healing. The peace of the Lord has to be with us. We do not have to be like Gahaz. Gahaz wanted the peace of the world. He followed the peace of the world. When Elijah stopped him from going. He followed and had to get that gift. How did Gahaz end up? The political son followed the peace of the world. He went after property, but he came to himself. That coming to himself and prayed and said, I would rather be a servant. Most of us have become political sons. We have followed the ways of the world. We followed the peace that the world offers. Can we come back to our senses and pray and ask for forgiveness and recommit our lives to God? Anxiety can make us open seasons that were not meant to open. Anxiety can make us go ahead of our destinies. And the moment we go ahead of our destinies, we've cut short the plans that God has for us. Worry, anger, depression is always on the negative side. Talking about that will not give us the peace that God gave us. It will not help us. We will be those cohabiting Christians who are always looking for where to cause trouble and bring more problems to others. God says, call unto me, call unto me. Philippians 4.9 calls God the God of peace. If he's God of peace, have we surrendered our lives to the God of peace? 
equal Philippians 4 9, what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Plus these things, and God of peace will be with you. This is one way of activating peace. One way of activating peace. What you have learned and received and had and seen in me, plus these things, and the God of peace will be with you. It is not enough to hear or read the word of God, or even know it well, we must put into plaques. How easy it is to listen to someone and forget what a preacher has said. How easy it is to debate what a passage means and not leave out the meaning of that passage. How sad it is to have exposure of God's word and we do not obey it. How sad it is that God, Jesus told us, peace I live with you, that you do not be confused. The peace I give you is to bring you to that point of calmness, is to bring you to that point of not shattering around, but we still deny that peace and run around through prayer. Jesus prayed, he went to the mountain and he was praying. What you've seen me do, what you've had me do, we are in the season of fasting and prayer. Jesus fasted, but remember after his fast of 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. So this peace we have to pray, that even as we are fasting, we are at peace with the Lord. That even after the fasting season, we will have that peace. Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. And be thankful. Are we thankful? Are we grateful? Or when God provides you half of what you expected, instead of being thankful, you're saying, no, this is not what I wanted. I wanted more than this. Can you imagine this woman? He had all this money, but on the money he gave me, he gave me only 10k, but I wanted 40,000. What a mean woman this one is. You're putting your eyes on this woman, not on the author and the finisher of our life. You will not defend anything without prayer. Prayer is our defense as well as a route back to God's straight and narrow path. When you pray, everything that is disturbing you will be distorted. Our heart is the center of conflict because our feelings and desires crash. Our fears and our hopes, our distrust, our trust, our jealous, our love, all is dealt in the heart. Our heart is in constant conflict. Our heart is in constant doubt. Paul explained that we must decide between conflicting elements by using the rule of peace, by being on our knees. What do we feed on our hearts? What type of food do we have? Is it jealous? Is it anger? Is it competition? Is it mistrust? Is it feeling more righteous than the other person? Is it the arrival syndrome in presence of work, in presence of ministry? Are you a spouse who is 
failing to submit your husband because you think you have it all? Are you a man who is full of adultery that you're feeling the pressure of the flesh and leaving out the peace that God gives? When we are confused, let's look unto the author and the finish of our life. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ. God's peace is different from the world's peace. True peace is not found in positive thinking or in absence of conflict, or in good feelings. It comes from knowing that God is the controller. Our citizenship in Christ Jesus in the kingdom is sure. Our destiny is set. We can have victory over sin. Let God peace guard your heart against anxiety in prayer and supplication, in searching him, in the sacred place, in your wardrobe, in our talk. Imagine. Come to think of it. You worry about anything. It seems like an impossibility. We all have worries on our jobs, in our homes, in schools, with our children. But do you know if you worry yes and pray more, whenever you start to worry and stop praying, you're in a confused state? If you worry less, the time you take to worry, you take it as a time to pray. The time you take to worry, you take in time of reading the word, in building your relationship with God, you would far better than anything. Anxiety, sickness, hatred would not be part of you. Anything that is delivered from anxiety, anything that is delivered from worry, Anything that is delivered from a wrong state always brings wrong result. Freedom from conflict and crisis will make you feel better. We have to be stable in our hearts amid these confrontations, amid these adversaries, amid these trolls. I remember when I lost my mother some time back. I found people were all over. I always asked myself, hey, my mother passes on, how will I do? I was so much of a wild girl. But when she passed on, I prayed and prayed and asked God, give me capacity, give me strength, give me grace to withstand this. I remember everyone, including my brothers, which I know they're even on call, and my in-laws, no one could stand to speak. But when I got a mic, I spoke about the love of God. I spoke about how God came that we might be saved. And I told them, I don't know where my mother is going, but can we work on our salvation with fear and trembling? I was at peace. I was calm. I was, there's that grace, there's that dress that took over me that I was, may God's name be glorified. Not because I was not feeling the loss of my mother, but I decided to choose the peace that the Lord gives. When the COVID sacrilege was on, I remember everyone wondering, and you're laughing. As we are here worried about you, people are worried about me. But behold, I was the one giving them comfort because God had given me that peace, which I received and I accepted and surrendered to him. 
And after surrendering everything to the cross, after surrendering everything to his will, he took over and everything was taken charge of. And there was no worry. There was no depression. There was no anxiety in me. All I needed was to walk with Christ. So we must fight for what God has given us. Me, the presence of Jesus is more precious to me than anything else. When God is in your problems, when you're at peace with the world, God will exalt you and he will be glorified. Whether my reputation is at stake, I do not care as long as I'm doing it for the Lord. I choose peace. No matter what happens in my life, I choose peace. Whether I've lost people, I choose peace. Worry not about Satan, but me, I worry about my Lord. Let's learn to ignore Satan. Let's learn to ignore the company of misery. Misery can be your company from January to December. When you're depressed, don't have, don't give it for granted. Don't wake up in the morning and announcing it. Wake up and choose to use your knees to call unto your father. Choose peace. Choose peace. There must be joy, peace, and righteousness. Where there is righteousness, there is peace. Discussing people without solutions will not help us. Will not help us. Where people annoy you, worship God. When things are not going the way you expect, say, God, you're faithful. I know you will do this. Let us learn how to surrender everything to God. Worry should no longer be a portion of believers. He says, come to me, all who labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Let's choose to wait unto the Lord. Let's wait on the Lord, for he has promised us that he will give us what we want. Job 14, 1, man who is born of man is of a few days and full of trouble. Is full of trouble, but how are we going to thrive in that trouble? When you fail treasure, protect yourself with the umbrella of prayer. You will surely get soaked with the inevitable rain of trouble. Let us use that umbrella of prayer to cover ourselves from any trouble. His word assures us we are praying for his will, for his will. He's in constant watch over his work to perform it. God wants to perform his word. He wants to perform his promises. He has given us many promises. Though we must follow conditions of loving him, serving him, bowing before honoring him, honoring God, use our tongues right, use our hearts right, do what it is. Let's walk in righteousness, brethren. Let's not be on the hedge. You're on the face, you're falling east, you're falling west. We cannot identify who you are. Let's mind our business. Now there is this root of, I think it was T.B. Joshua and everything. We are always on men of God. First work on your salvation, on you. Work on your relationship with God. That when you're going to discuss the other person, by the way, before you go far, you're discussing how the other person is wrong. If you're discussing that person is wrong, it makes you wrong because you do not have any right to judge. You don't have a right. So the moment you start judging, the moment you start talking about other people, definitely that disqualifies you. Let us stop qualifying ourselves. 
Let us stop qualifying ourselves. You find people, their business is to cry over their losses, over their jobs, over who hates them. Over... No, peace is the state of calmness. It is a state of restfulness amid these challenges, amid this pressure, amid these emergencies, amid these uncertainties. As others are rushing there, crying, become you a Christian, become, say, my God will do it. My God gave me peace, the peace that I have, the peace that will control me, the peace that will move me. My peace, I will get it. I will unlock it on my knees. I will go on my knees and call on my father and remind him of his promises and remind him, cry unto me. There are many scriptures that discuss peace. It is time for us Christians not to be worried. It is time for us to comfort other people, not the ones to be comforted. Our rest is in the presence of the Lord. The God of peace will make us step out of the storms. The God of peace will walk with us. In Isaiah 32, 17, and the effect of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness, quietness, and trust forever. Let us trust the Lord. Trust the Lord on our knees. Only one God's spirit is among us. Can we achieve the peace and the fruitfulness? Can we achieve peace and the peacefulness? There is a place where you find comfort. Be still and know I am God. Be still and know I am God. What is wilderness and a desert will come out in a fruitful land as long as it you know, God, God, peace brings strength to man. Let's watch and pray. Even Lord said, my spirit is troubled, but he went and prayed. When you're troubled, you got pray. The necessity of peace is for us to lose ourselves from the devil's cross. The necessity of peace is for us to be strengthened. The necessity of peace is for us to spread the gospel. The necessity of peace is to do our mandate of why God called us. And the necessity of peace is to move in perfect peace. Isaiah 26, walk in perfect peace. There is great peace, there is perfect peace. All that is provided for us. The peace of God is needed to overcome and withstand those red troubles, all the pressures of the world, the ferries, the bad news and everything, be it what it is, God is in charge. May the Lord of peace himself give us peace in all times and in all seasons. It will finalize with the example of Daniel. Daniel and her friends. They were offered silver gold. They were given food from the king of Paris. But they know the prince of peace. They knew the word Shalom very well. Daniel and her friends did not choose to take the peace of the world. Of course, imagine they were given the dishes of the king. So if you think of it, that dish of the king was more precious. But they did not choose 
the rose and the lands of the land. They did not choose the world. They chose what their father had promised them. He don't defile your bodies. Don't defile your bodies. So we'll not eat that one because we are looking at the result of eternity. They looked at eternity, what God will offer, not anything else. They were looking at eternity not their personal gains, not their wives, not their daughters, not their bosses, not their revelants, but their eyes were focused on eternity. That is why they did not defile their bodies. The peace of God attracts instructions. If you follow instructions and you're not anxious, definitely what God has for us, he will give it to us. When the storm was raging on the bus, Jesus was still, he told us, be still. There was peace in that one. The time my husband looked at me, he could not believe me. We had, we had saved money, gathered from friends, from relatives, and we are going to invest in something. Behold, the money, all of it was stolen. My husband called me and told me, Professor, you can't believe what has happened. In my life, I had never touched that kind of money because we had really gathered it big time. So he calls me. I am like, what? I told my boss, you know, this and this has happened home. Let me go and see. I reached home. I phoned my sisters. Everyone was enraged. People are crying. I told them, guys, calm down. This is not... This is not the end of the world. So what I did, I went in my bed, I prayed and slept off. I woke up in the morning, went to work. My boss asked me, what are you doing? I said, I've come to work. But you know, you had a problem. I said, no, I'm at peace. In every challenge, in every storm, what lesson is God trying to teach you? The lesson I learned from it, I was so stingy. The world was ruling me. Money was my priority. But the lesson God taught me was money is nothing. You cannot live on money. You cannot live on relations. You cannot live on trust. I'm the only one who gives peace. Every time we spend with God, he imparts peace. Breast are the peacemakers. If you spend time with God, he sheds his nature on you. God is Jehovah Shalom. He will spread the Shalom unto you. What peace we often forfeit when we carry all our burdens to God in prayer. The Lord of peace might have mercy on us. Where we feel we are lost and confused, the Lord of peace, Shalom, is there to take his part. Let us not be troubled. Let us not be anxious. We've given ourselves to the Lord. May our fast not go to vain. May we look up to him. May God help us to recognize and appreciate things that he has made available to us. He has made prayer and peace available to us. Anything that is making us blind not to see the peace and receive peace, let's ask God to open our eyes to see it or remove those shells that are taking us away. Let us not blame other people for our failures. Let us not blame people for our lack. Let's look at the author, the fish of our house. Let us focus not on man. Let us not focus on man. May God's peace envelop us. 
Let God help us to learn how to receive the peace he has freely given. As we stand on gate as watchmen and women, let us God to help us understand what is expected of us, what he wants us to do. Let us remember that when we look unto God, he will affect our hearts. He will give us opportunities and privileges that he has put before us. We will have that peace and use that peace that the Father has sent us to do. Let the God of peace rule in our lives. May we help God, help us to utilize this season. Help us to forget people's comments, perspectives, and ideas. God, help us not to miss any moment in this season. Father, help us to know who you are. Lord, help us not take things lightly that you speak to us. Once the peace of God is in press, many things will crash down. Once the peace of God is in press, many changes that are positive will take place. Let us pray that we encounter the road of peace. We bless the Lord for his word. May it make an impact in our lives. Over to you, Sister Julie. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Uh, thank you, Lord, for blessing us this morning with the word through your daughter, Prosy. And we are going to take some prayer responses together from what the Lord has spoken to us. And the Lord speaks because he wants to do. The Lord wants to give us peace. That peace the world does not give. He's already declared it in his word as we have heard. And so we need to receive this peace. But um, Isaiah 57 verse 21 says, there is no peace for the wicked. And so we need to bring repentance this morning. Even as we look around us on the things that we have placed in our hope for the peace, the things that we have looked at and thought probably this is where we'll get peace. And as Frosty um, was speaking, the word came strongly. And I need to mention it that peace is not in yoga, but peace is through coming to the Lord. And so let's take this moment and bring repentance. The peace has run away from us because of our hearts looking at other things. And uh, the other bit is not being prayerful, not staying at the feet and receiving that peace that the Lord has given us. And so, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We want to bless you that you want to help us this morning. We want to give you glory because only you is able to give us that peace that the world does not give. Thank you, Lord, that your word does not return to you without accomplishing what it wants. Many of our hearts are troubled. But we thank you, King of kings and Lord of lords, that this morning you're giving us the peace. We thank you, King of glory, that you have already done it for us because you have spoken it. And you're not man that you will not do it. And so we thank you, King of kings, for your daughter who has brought the word to us. We pray a blessing upon her life. We want to pray that you bless her going in and her, com her coming out and going. Father, we want to pray that you be with her. When she arises, you will cover her and envelop her. You will continue to strengthen her and give her the wisdom that comes from you alone. 
and that peace that surpasses the one understanding will be her portion in her work, in her service, in her family. We thank you, King of Kings. And this moment we bring repentance, my master, where we have looked and searched for peace in many other things, and we have forgotten to come to you in prayer. We pray that you have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on each one of us, O King of Glory, in the different ways where we have forsaken your ways that bring us to peace, where we have failed and refused to be at peace, where we have not been still to know that you are God, where we have looked for alternatives, my master, we bring repentance this morning because your word is clear that peace is your kingdom. And so we come, O King of glory, where we've not lived with peace in ourselves, with peace with you and with our neighbors, O King of glory, we bring repentance this morning that you will have mercy on us, O King of glory. You will forgive us, you will wash us in your precious blood, that from today henceforth we'll turn to you, we'll seek the peace that you give unto us. And Father, we are praying and recommitting that we'll return in the place of prayer, because you have called us to come. You've told us to pray without ceasing. And when we pray, it has been clear that you will shed on us that peace that you only give. And so this morning, King of Kings, we continue to commit unto you our programs, that your peace will be with us, even as we work, even as we go out to serve and, and, and interact with others. Let your peace engulf our hearts. We refuse anything that is not of you, anything that is taking away our peace, Lord. We bring it and leave it here at the feet of the cross this morning. We walk free to go and serve. We walk free to go and seek peace. Psalms 34 tells us that we should seek peace and pursue it. And so even as we walk out this morning, we go to seek and pursue the peace that comes from you. We recommit that we shall stay and seek the peace that only you can give. We thank you, King of Glory, for this morning. And I pray for those who came in this morning with any burden, that it will be laid down every anxiety, because you've told us in prayer and supplication that we bring all our anxieties to you. And we are praying for those who would have lost peace for any one reason or another, maybe because of someone else. And they, they've got peace from you, but it is being stolen. My master, that you will intervene because you've told us that praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit that we should stay in perseverance and pray for all saints of King of Glory. That is why I'm praying, O oh Lord, that the world does not know how to give peace. And so you will release a new, a new wave and a new spirit that will give us peace, even in this season, even as we look to many other programs, that your peace will be our portion. We thank you, King of Glory. We bless you. I minister healing unto every soul, spirit, and body that is here, that could be unwell, that you will release that peace that brings healing in the name of Jesus. We bless you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, because you are worthy of all our praise and all our honor. We go in peace to love and serve the Lord today. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen, saints. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you. Amen.